Hey Fangang, welcome to another episode of Slayer Lair. Today we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 10, Nightmares. We're your hosts, I'm Amanda. I'm Chris. And I'm Jen. And welcome to Slayer Lair. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today. Um, So Nightmares, today's episode has a super Nightmare on Elm Street vibe. I feel like it's a combination of super cartoony nightmares of an actual trauma that all of us are reliving with our therapists um, every week. (laughs) So why don't we just jump in? And I kind of was wanting to start this episode just super quickly can each of you and I'll go first but let's talk about nightmares that we actually have (laughs) like not tv show nightmares Mm -hmm. so and I'm gonna tell you my reoccurring nightmare and this is a hundred percent I'm being super upfront with you that my biggest fear apparently is I'm in some type of situation where I need to either call 911 or call my parents and check on them or something and I'm looking down at the phone and I'm like okay super easy 911 and then I go to press nine and a five shows up (laughs) and no matter what I press the number I press the wrong one shows up on the screen dude and so I'm sitting there for 10 minutes like delete 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 and it's like an emergency situation right and people are like what the fuck man I fucking called 911 already and no matter what I press the right number doesn't show up and then I wake up in a cold sweat. Oh, dude. <laughs> you need to teach your dream state how to use Siri. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually have this like one nightmare that was totally the worst nightmare that I had when I was a kid. So I was really little, maybe like four or five. And Christy had just been born and she was, we shared a room um, and so she was this like little baby in her little baby, Fast I don't know, where babies sleep. Like dresser drawer? Oh. Dresser drawer. Yeah, dresser drawer. Cannon. Cannon, yeah. Grass <laughs> cannon. And so Christy is a baby in her dresser drawer and I'm asleep. Um, but then all of a sudden I wake up and she's not in her crib and I like hear something and I like kind of hear some crying and I go to the bathroom where I hear all these sounds and the door is locked and my parents are flushing Christy down the toilet (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like freaking out like trying to get in there and I'm like no (laughs) then I wake up dude (laughs) and I'll never forget that and I remember running into the room and then she wasn't in the crib and then so I started crying but she was a baby so she was like sleeping with our mom <laughs> because you know she was a baby and had me I said I said talk about your worst nightmares not your best dream <laughs> not your favorite dream. <laughs> no I'm sorry that was that was it that was the one that always stuck with me it's like my that's worst actually dream. fucked up yeah. Okay, Christy, your nightmare better involve you saving John. Otherwise, you're just selfish. Something. <laughs> Dude, I definitely had a moment of like, oh shit, should I like talk about my childhood nightmare of like trying to save Jen from zombies? Because it <laughs> did happen. I slept walked. I sleepwalked. I walked in my sleep to the front door and tried to walk out the front door because I thought that zombies had gotten Jen and were carrying her away through the streets 
of Wisconsin when we were small children, but we obviously are very dependent on each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Is all sure. this is telling. <laughs> yeah. I was not going to share my codependency with you all today, though. I was going to share my general anxiety disorder instead and my like classic nightmare of being chased by somebody through a house, which I feel like my therapist can really grip into. And (laughs) um, I feel like it's extra funny to me too that Jen's nightmare had me like in a bathroom because in my dream, I always hide in a bathtub and then that's it. I like hide in this bathtub and it it does not seem to end well. I always wake up. Doesn't bode well for dreams, I feel like, <laughs> for my dream self. So, yeah, dude, that's it. It's not that exciting, but I feel like there's some psyche stuff going on there. I the feel like all of the dreams, it just was really funny because I love when like movies and TV they try to make what a nightmare is, and it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of really amazingly dumb nightmares that our gang has. Um, that they kind of get trapped in this episode. So before we start, I just want to say that this episode was directed by Bruce Seth Green again. So we have a <laughs> like returning director here. And then also um, Billy, who we'll learn about later, voiced Casper the Friendly Ghost. Shut up. Wait, wait. Yes. Not in, but in Casper Meets Wendy in 1998. Still good. Still and then good. in Casper, A Spirited Beginning in 1997. So cute. Cute. All right, okay, wait, which is the Casper that is the one with Christina Ricci? Is that what you're talking about? No, dude. I think that's just called Casper. And it's just called Casper. That one is, um, yeah, Christina Ricci. Obviously the best one. Because I... And Devin Sawa is Casper. I was going to say... But he's voiced by a way younger person because it's really creepy because Casper the ghost when he's a ghost is, like, hella young and, like, childish. But then when he's, like, this is if I grew up right because he like died when he's oh, like young okay. and then so he has this young voice but then he is Devin Sawa when he, because obviously if you were a kid in the 90s you'd want to grow up to be Devin Sawa yeah but he had it all <laughs> I was gonna say because I as soon as you said Casper my like girlhood like total obsession with uh, uh, Casper yeah my yeah. horniness yeah. my 90s horniness <laughs> immediately like overtook me when you said Casper I was like immediately like gushing <laughs> Billy is associated with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) That's actually perfect. So yeah, set the scene. How does it? it Dude, okay. So all of a sudden, well, we don't know really what's going on. Buffy (laughs) is down in the underground, like sewer slash tunnel slash dude whatever you know it's a hot mouth it has a million layer right well that's what i was gonna ask because okay (laughs) can you please remind me where we left off with the master was it the angel episode with darla i think that was the last time he was super involved okay okay cool so basically he's still chilling down there with the kid (laughs) which is super creepy yeah well so okay yeah so it starts with all these candles (laughs) and and so we're like this is totally the hell mouth Buffy you see like this shadow and it's like a human walking with like a spike in their hand you know like that's that was so you're like all right this is Buffy with pigtails with With pigtails which we've never seen before and so I I noted dude (laughs) and then her huge crucifix 
Which is kind of regular at this point, though. Yeah. And the master just, like, slinks against the wall, like, hey, and he makes this, like, <laughs> creepy sound, dude. And he literally, my caption said, hiss. <laughs> that's what, that's what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote some sounds down to you. It's yeah. <laughs> funny. Yeah. And then he, like, goes to bite her, dude. Yeah, he overpowers her. And she's just like he like he does the like vampire mind control, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've seen that yet as like a power. It's that's like a super old timey vampire like mind power kind of thing, and he totally controls her mind, and she drops her stake, and she's like frozen with her pigtails, like oh no, (laughs) and he leans in to bite her, and Buffy wakes up. Phew! Thank God, it was a nightmare. That I assume based on the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And how exciting. Buffy wakes up and Joyce is there. And she's like, Buffy, guess what? I just talked to your dad. He's so excited about seeing you this weekend. Dude, first mention of the dad. First mention of the dad. I didn't know if he was alive or dead at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We have no background history of what is happening with the dad, but you can tell by Buffy's kind of, like, reaction and almost, like, anxiety. She gets, like, anxiously, like, energetic about it. You can tell that he is, like, not around. (laughs) And you can tell that it's, like, definitely her fault that you can tell that she thinks it's her fault and even though she's 17 she still acts like a seven-year-old kid that's like dad said he's gonna take me fishing this weekend (laughs) it's super desperate it's like dude get over it he doesn't want to hang out with you (laughs) dude i actually think unfortunately her anxieties are proven relatively true not because this episode but because I can only think of one other episode in the entire series where he shows up again and, like, Joyce dies eventually, you know, and the dad still doesn't show up. (laughs) So, I'm just saying, dude, I feel like her concerns are actually pretty valid. I mean, I think her concerns are valid because he's a father, so. (laughs) I feel like there's a good chance he's not going to fucking show up. Sorry, and for the listeners, I speak from my own place of bitterness. My dad went to get milk 20, 25 years ago. So I am speaking from my own truth. That's only why you're lactose intolerant now. I think it is. <laughs> it's because it's the trauma. Yeah, dude. Thank God. Thank God he wasn't going Like, I don't milk. want that fucking milk, Dad. <laughs> I think that's why I had such a vitriolic reaction to Buffy, like, being so desperate for her dad's attention, because I'm just bitter that at least he came. (laughs) At least he came, girl. So, Buffy, yeah, so anyways, (laughs) Buffy is on the way to school, right? She gets to school, they're they're talking about how Buffy's dad is gonna come visit her on weekend and Willow is not respecting Buffy's boundaries at all and she's like oh when did they split up why did they split up (laughs) do you see him why don't you see him why doesn't he live here is he really gonna come this weekend yeah (laughs) just like asking her a million fucking questions about it um finally they meet Xander on the way to class like unspecified class 
Oh, dude, where totally. Le- what class the lesson, is <laughs> The lesson of the day is active listening. So I don't know if it's like psychology class or something. It's really weird. She like held up a book at one time and then it was like that hella hell. a glare. It's oh, it's hell. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's like vague health class. Cool. I taught health in high school. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, that's the only thing that I thought it was like a like like more sex that yeah like human based biology yeah <laughs> I remember it was taught by like a co- like the soccer coach and wait what you went to a fucking Simpsons high school basically dude yes <laughs> have we not been clear about that before? <laughs> high school friend, dude. yeah but okay so the teacher in this scene is wearing a cheetah print pencil skirt also (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like she's definitely there to teach health (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) teach me some health (laughs) okay so we have the healthy teacher um and Buffy is obviously zoning out because this is clearly just like an easy a like schedule filler class of some Mm -hmm. elective of some kind and Buffy sees okay I was like I for half of this episode okay so she sees like a young boy in the doorway and for the whole like first three quarters of this episode I thought it was I thought it was the chosen one dude me too I thought it was the baby master yeah, so they could have just, picked a kid who looked different. <laughs> yeah. No. They definitely, I was like, what? Okay, the baby master. And, okay, so I was like, all right, the baby master, she was just dreaming about the, the full-grown master. Maybe it's, like, connected of some kind. Um, but right in the middle of me trying to figure out whose fucking kid this is, Wendell, a character who yeah, we Wendell. are introduced to as yes. Wendell. Two pierced ears. <laughs> yeah. He... <laughs> Opens his book. He's sitting right in front of Buffy, and he opens his book, and like twenty tr- tarantulas pour out. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and like everyone is just screaming because that shit is scary, <laughs> and they're like crawling all over his face, dude. Yeah, they like burst out of his book. Yeah. And his scream is fucking intense. I've been really appreciating the screams of the victims in Buffy lately. And this dude's like, help me scream. (laughs) Dude, he's like fucking genuine as fuck. Like I would help him if if he was a stranger and I heard him on the street. I definitely wouldn't be like, oh, like that's someone playing a fun game and be like no dude this guy has hella spiders crawling on his face right now and that's probably like what he did to get the role 100 <laughs> percent dude just also yelling help me also i just want to pull out this like little tiny detail that the health teacher was also talking about like fundamental needs and the last thing that is said before the like nightmare plot really folds in at this point with the spiders is her saying this thing about Isaacson's fundamental needs and that after food and shelter the first thing is to like this desire to be heard or this need to be heard 
And that's why I guess they were practicing active listening. And I feel like that plays into a lot of these people's like nightmares, at least with like Buffy's with like what we're already seeing around her anxiety with her father. And, and then, yeah, I thought that that could just be something to kind of like consider as we think about the themes of these other people's nightmares is Mm. if they are like experiencing or showing a need to be heard that is not being met. Hmm. Oh, I like that. I didn't catch that mm. at all. I was too distracted by her pencil skirt. Totally. Dude, the pencil skirt was very <laughs> distracting. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> so after we get the classic Buffy intro, okay, now we're back in Hellmouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the master in his like super leather daddy getup and his, the anointed <laughs> one is just like chilling in a sweatshirt like a hoodie sweatshirt okay. I swear to yeah. god that was the same kid in the last scene they're even wearing the same outfit I guess all brown haired young boys wore like gray softy sweatshirts I was really wanting to plug John Wayne Gacy later but I feel like it actually kind of applies here too this is just like a very John Wayne Gacy older man with young boy <laughs> vibes throughout the whole episode dude definitely with let's leather see daddy. how many times we can tie him in okay yeah I think this is one, a good place yeah daddy master so with young boy listeners at home keeping track leather daddy master with young boy is our first John Wayne Gacy instance of episode 10. <laughs> Let's see what else we can find. I have to agree because I hate this relationship. I hate that the anointed one is a child because really it makes all of these scenes so fucking cringe. I just yeah. can't. And he's just like <laughs> completely grooming him. Like, <laughs> ew. And he's like, ta- he's doing like a really intense monologue yes. <laughs> about fear to a crucifix and the boy is just like sitting and watching him and probably to himself is like I need to get the fuck out of here this guy is fucking <laughs> dude no he loves it <laughs> <laughs> he outranks him though I think he I, does yeah yeah so he could tell him to shut up at any time so I yeah. guess he does like it but um the main thing he's like you're my this- leather bitch <laughs> 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 he is he's but like kid. a little kid voice oh my god I wrote down that he's like the Robert California of just <laughs> <laughs> crazy monologues and then he like touches the crucifix and for a moment I was like wait is that sun because the lighting was all weird <laughs> just like dude how are the candles creating the all candles this light could not create a heavenly light on the crucifix <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what they pan up Dude, that was god that was god chandeliers with candles okay. in them but i was really confused to like what what is the architecture of the helmet <laughs> like how is their son but it wasn't it was a crucifix that the, the master touches and he's like they're <sighs> all smoking <laughs> well he's touching it because his whole thing is like this is a, a monologue about fear and how <laughs> fear is all in your mind and you can control it and pain is also in your mind and that's when he grabs the cruise it's just really fucking weird yeah, it's dude. a very fucking weird conversation it's very like hellraiser-esque you know i don't i also don't really get the point considering later in the episode we find out that he's not really even involved 
yeah in this whole just plot. Like, I feel something up <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I feel, yeah, okay. So he does say, mm-hmm. I feel something happening up there. Okay, now I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's not actually in, this is the only kind of cameo that he has where he's not part of someone else's like nightmare about him, basically. So he actually does like nothing. <laughs> totally. In this whole episode, except talk to himself. Um, yes, totally. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. There's like guy, nothing yeah. else to say. So creepy. Um, okay, so then we're like back in, the, in school the next day, and basically the gang is like, all right, that spider thing was weird. <laughs> we should talk to Giles about that. And Xander's just like, eh, whatever. And he like says this thing to Buffy. Like, we'll find, you'll slay, we'll party. That's <laughs> how he sees their life. I guess kind of sums up the show, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little tagline. Not wrong. It's like a TLDR yeah. of the whole, yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, dude, and then, so they go into the library, and, like, Giles just isn't even there, and they can't find him. But then he, like, scampers out from behind the shelves in the most British way ever. <laughs> like, hair is all and yeah his suit is just like kind of poofed up you know and yeah and he just kind of like shoulder it's how you imagine that a broadway actor if they had the direction of like come out from behind the bookshelf <laughs> <laughs> he like he like shaw says out from behind He's like, work, work, work. Exactly, it was so weird. It was so unnatural. I was like, okay, he's acting the fuck out of this scene. Go. <laughs> and he looks sus as fuck, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And he's like, I was sleeping in the stacks. <laughs> Which is super British for sure, dude. So British. It was the most British shit. Uh, but he has like no help for them he's like yeah. I don't know dude that sounds weird why don't you go talk to Wendell about it like I get the fuck out of here yeah. like, I'm obviously boning this calendar <laughs> in the stacks <laughs> that would make so much more sense yeah it's like so that weird worse. like post cum brain oh <laughs> like, uh, what like, uh, <laughs> it's when the shame sets in <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah that does actually make more sense dude, so the <laughs> gang so. is like okay bye dude yeah they don't question it they're like weird. it smells weird in here <laughs> so the gang they go they leave they go to find Wendell and Wendell is outside and he looks like he just got back from a tour in Iraq he fully has PTSD Mm -hmm. he's just sitting there staring and kind of like mumbling to himself and so they're like hey Wendell like dude you found spiders like what's the big deal are you cool and 
immediately Wendell starts arguing with them about spiders being arachnids. It was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so violently, dude. <laughs> so violently. He's like very personally offended that people don't know the difference between insects and arachnids. <laughs> he really takes it there. Which yeah. listeners, mm. for Wendell's sake, so we all know moving forward, arachnids have eight legs and would be spiders, whereas insects have six legs so you don't piss off the wendells in your life (laughs) (laughs) but his like such firm like needing them to understand this totally changes the conversation because it's it's like you're talking to somebody who obviously likes spiders so why is he so fucked up about this and he has the weirdest fucking story yeah (laughs) he's like actually i love spiders dude they just don't like me (laughs) okay dude so basically wendell had like a bunch of spider pets weird as fuck literally the best collection in the tri-state area (laughs) and his parents sent him off to camp obviously as a result of him having the largest spider collection in the (laughs) tri-state area wendell needs some friends yeah um and not have named him wendell (laughs) yeah (laughs) right (laughs) serious uh, so he entrusts his brother to take care of his pets, and his brother, like, leaves the heat lamp on all week, and all of his spiders die. So ever since that happened, he is convinced in a Winchester-esque fucking scenario that the ghosts of the dead spiders, like, haunt his nightmares, dude, to get revenge. <laughs> and that is what we were seeing in it's, class. It, it, they do. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. Do. <laughs> 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 he fucked up, bro. <laughs> and so this is where we kind of get the first tip off because he is the first character that's like, oh, like that's like a recurring nightmare that I have. So when it first happened, I thought I was asleep mm-hmm. in class. But obviously he wasn't and he freaked everyone out and he's now the weird spider kid. Dude, yeah. <laughs> um, as he once was. <laughs> as he was, yeah. Dude, <laughs> full <spider>. circle. <laughs> If we, can we call Wendell Weird Spider Kid and then Billy can be creepy yet wholesome nightmare boy? We should call that him is Casper. what I called him. Yeah. Oh, Casper. <laughs> yeah, Casper is hella good. I kept calling him BB Master, but that's not accurate. I, in my notes <laughs> up until the end, I was writing BB Master. <laughs> we can call him Casper though. That's like that Casper. makes sense. Yeah, I like Casper. So they're like discussing how fucking weird that conversation was when Cordelia reminds Buffy that there's a history test and she hasn't even studied for it and apparently she's like only been to class once dude and I'm just like the 90s were a crazy time (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck dude but yeah she's like I hadn't read any of the chapters (laughs) (laughs) Dude, she literally didn't know where the classroom was. She didn't know where the classroom was. She hasn't read any chapters. Um, And she's in the classroom and her pencil breaks. It's basically the worst case scenario. She has one of those like handheld pencil sharpeners. She's like, (laughs) I totally had one of those. (laughs) And it actually made me realize, okay, it's obvious that we're in another like nightmare, but it's like, dude, Buffy's dreams are so lame. (laughs) 
so far. <laughs> she is like, it's interesting because you get this like hella scary one with the master at the beginning, her like Slayer nightmare. But then this is her like still high school teen nightmare, you know, like this is the worst thing she could think of, mm-hmm. even though she also has like this crazy hellmouth master leather daddy dude <laughs> is totally trying to fucking kill her. So yeah. Okay. So her pencil breaks, she sharpens it all slowly, and then the clock goes like 40 minutes by. (laughs) She's just been chilling there, sharpening her pencil for 40 minutes, and she's literally not wrote anything down. And there's this point where she's like, looks down and doesn't understand the questions, and there's a spot for her name, and she's like, at least I know my name. (laughs) Like, out loud. (laughs) And so, yeah, dude, she failed she literally didn't write anything down and then so she's just sitting there everyone else leaves and she looks up who's there casper casper fucking casper the unfriendly ghost dude he's pretty friendly at her not until at at this point i'm kind of like i'm getting evil vibes yeah it's easy for me to assume that children are demons (laughs) (laughs) it adds up you know dude and baby master has taught us that already too And he's also around when people are having, like, shitty days, so he can't be great. He can't be a great person. But, dude, he definitely said sorry the first time. He's like, sorry. That's right! (laughs) Oh, my God! When the tarantula happened, he said sorry. He's definitely like, dude, my B, my B. He understands that, Mm. like, his presence is bringing nightmares, and he seems to feel bad. So, anyway, yes, she sees Casper. And then Casper, like, runs away. He He's like, okay, all right, check. Buffy is living her nightmare of being dumb. And then he follows a... He, like, goes down the hallway, and he finds a girl that's like, I'm gonna go have a cigarette in the scary, <laughs> haunted <laughs> fucking boiler room. Like, go outside, dude. Dude, it was so <laughs> weird. What are you doing? He opens the door and goes to a basement. The first time we've ever seen this basement. And it's full of those scary, like, boilers that look like evil faces from Home Alone. It's, like, <laughs> super fucking scary. And BB Master follows her down there. And all of a sudden, she's lighting up her cigarette and a big scary I I have big scary bald dude attacks her yeah yeah (laughs) he was so scary looking and okay describe what he looked like I said that he has okay so he's huge I put it in all caps (laughs) huge (laughs) fucking he must be like six eight and like 300 pounds I don't know. He's like he's, he's like, like wide. Sure, yeah, Claire he's like tall and wide. Like he's a, like a the unit. fucking mountain, dude. Yes. Um, yeah. And then he has like a smelted face, <laughs> and then he has these like glassy white eyes. Like they're like opaly white eyes, dude. Yeah. Ugh. And then he just like yeah, he just bitch wails on her. He fucking just, wails on he her. Makes the thuds. <laughs> yes. He's just punching the fuck out of her for no reason. It was such a weird fucking twist. I was like, damn, is this the girl's nightmare? There there is a reason, though. This is where we get the after school special, dude. The after school special where it pans away from the physical abuse 
to show a red and white sign that says smoking kills. No, no it is. Swear to God. Yes. Swear to God. And it's a gun. Totally it's like a gun. A, a gun with smoke coming out of it. And like you hear in the background the sounds of this like innocent high school girl getting beaten by this like horrifying monster. And then yeah, it's just it's like fucking sign. Wow. Okay. Well, the janitor hung that sign up because that bitch goes down there to see my yeah, dude. fucking going outside. He's like, I fucking oh, live here. Okay. And what did the, what did that guy? What did the scary bald man say before he fucking he wailed like, on her? Lucky I was like, when he said that, I was like, what brand of cigarette is Lucky Night? I immediately, I was like, all right, this is just a brand of cigarette. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) Sounds like it. It does. Okay, dude, the next scene we have, the gang is at. Yeah, um, so. Well, it's just Buffy and Giles. Yeah. Yeah. Just Buffy. They're at the hospital. Yeah. Yes. And this bitch's face is literally half of a bruise. Like, it's half of her face is just a bruise. <laughs> and then, like, a gauze bandage on the side of her head. Yeah. Um, and up. so, yeah, and so she's just, like, you know, they're, like, what happened? And this is someone else like, who, I was like, smoking! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's basically all she was able to get out. Smoking, yeah. a guy attacked her, and Lucky 19. That's yeah. about it. That's all we really got from Laura, as they called her. But luckily, the doctor that they talked to has no issue giving personal medical information (laughs) to (laughs) random friends of patients. Chrissy, what does the doctor tell Giles and Buffy? Dude, okay, so first he asks if they're family, and they're like, well, we're friends. And he's like, okay totally that's that's fine and he's like adult so, man friend of this high school girl yeah he's he's like, legit. so she's gonna be fine she like has some like internal bleeding and some head trauma <laughs> and, and shattered some, like, bones bruising, internal, some yeah, shattered internal bones some internal bleeding and he's like but really it's nothing on this like other patient whose medical information i'll share now with you who you know nothing about like <laughs> yeah. in a coma and i have decided that they were attacked by the same person and someone <laughs> has to stop them old man and high school girl <laughs> what the fuck and buffy's this like doctor? someone will <laughs> yeah <laughs> this really doctor must, must be so like you know it's late in his career he knows talking to the cops isn't gonna do shit so he'll just tell these fucking strangers <laughs> maybe sure they'll is. do something because the sunnydale pd is not yeah. gonna do shit as we've learned so far in this season Dude, he wasn't like, basically a cry for help on it. he was like <laughs> someone needs to fucking do something <laughs> <laughs> So then we're back at school, and there's this like leather jacket gang that yeah. we've Greasers. never seen before. There's like a greaser gang. <laughs> it's so they're weird. like all so good sunglasses too. inside, and have their leather jackets on, and they're basically saying that they're gonna like get back at someone or something. <laughs> they're definitely, it's being it's violent speak for sure. They're definitely gonna like fight the other greaser acapella group from like the other school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they look like. <laughs> yeah, but then 
what happens. The mom, one of their moms shows up and is like, I love you. Give me kisses. Dude, she literally calls him Pookie. She literally calls him Pookie. My little Pookie. So this is similar to the... um, the computer the evil computer episode where it's oh like, where you get like some storyline yeah, yeah it's like they're showing you these like small snippets of like other things happening in the world to show that like it's affecting more than just like the people that we see like every episode which i thought was kind of cool it's like a cool little like world building kind of backdrop that they're painting um that we see like more later on but um meanwhile as this is happening to the poor greaser, <laughs> um, Willow and Xander, um, they're talking about Willer. They're like, what is up with that dude? Or what is his name? Wendell? Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. Wendell. <laughs> Wendell. Sorry. Uh, they're talking like about Wendell. Family like made um, door handles or something, I feel like. <laughs> like, get your handles from Wendell's. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's his backstory. <laughs> he invented door handles. I love it. It's super old timey for sure. <laughs> Definitely like an old timey family name, like the person that invented the clock in downtown Sunnydale. It's like yeah. his grandfather. <laughs> Dude, okay, so we get um so Xander and Willow are kind of like walking into class right and they're talking and walking and they walk in and all of a sudden everyone in class is like staring at them and laughing and Willow's in front and so she gets all scared like they're laughing at her but she turns around and what does she see? So we see I'm not gonna lie okay I'm not I don't stand for Xander but I will say he was surprisingly not he had he was a little cut he had some pecs <laughs> yeah so we see xander in his briefs his like box yeah i guess and they're like you know the boxers that i don't know it's just interesting i feel like all high school boys at least in my experience wore those boxers where they were so big like how could that <laughs> possibly be uncomfortable under your pants i never understood it uh, totally. and then they're white and it's like i don't I don't wear fucking white underwear. I mean, I, I just don't get their periods, but still, like, why would you? Buy- yeah, but you know that Xander has shit stains in his white. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> why would you even buy them white? <clears throat> so, anyways, he's in his underwear and he's like, oh my God, wake up, wake up. And it's, it's not a fucking dream. So, he doesn't. <laughs> well, Buffy and Giles are back from the hospital. Yes. And okay, they are yeah. in the library. Yeah. And this Giles is where we have dude this is where i feel like we have the saddest nightmare yeah scariest. Oh, yeah yeah giles can't read yeah he's like tra- picking up all these newspapers and he's like i don't get it i don't get it and buffy's like what's up like what's wrong with you and he's like i can't read and i was like <laughs> christy is this your like worst nightmare dude there is also an episode of Twilight Zone where that happens to somebody. And yes, that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> it is fucking terrifying. I can't even get down on books on tape. I've never, I've, I have a really hard time focusing on that. I really appreciate reading a paperback. So yes, dude, I'm terrified. I have an optometry appointment coming up. 
<laughs> we'll we'll report back to the listeners how bad my eyesight yeah. turns out to be. Um. So Buffy, she's she, like, Buffy yeah, that like sucks. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that sucks. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She picks up one newspaper and it says, "Kid beaten into coma after Little League game." And it's the fucking BB Master. It's Casper. Yeah. Casper. And this is where I realized it's not the BB Master because I was like, he, she says this happened one week ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, the anointed one died on like a weird airport shuttle mm-hmm. like a month ago. So it can't be him. So yeah, she somehow is able to be like, okay, so this is the kid that the doctor showed us in the hospital. This and she's like, yeah, weird. I've been seeing this kid around. I just didn't think of anything to say anything about <laughs> it. You know, he's just been standing creepily in the doorway every time one of these nightmare things happen. Totally. I guess I just forgot. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, and so Giles is like, maybe the kid is astral projecting. Like, maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like an asteroid body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, so they're kind of, like, working through this. They're spitballing ideas, as Giles and Buffy do. Um, and all of a sudden, Buffy's dad walks in. Yeah, he's just there. And he's like, I need to talk to you. Privately. <laughs> and I-, I love there was a moment where, like, Buffy introduces him to Giles. And I was like, this is Buffy introducing him to her replacement father. <laughs> her stranded <laughs> father. And it's really fucking awkward. Um, because Giles puts in way more emotional labor into Buffy's well-being, it seems like, than her dad. Totally, dude. Um, so at this point, I was like, Buffy's dad this is definitely going to say it's Buffy's fault the divorce happened. <laughs> and then I'm just, like, happy that that's what happened, dude. <laughs> you, knew, you knew that? what was gonna happen yeah dude I knew it was gonna happen (laughs) I just knew it dude because I don't know I feel like they've just been talking about it and then he was seemed like all weird he got like uncomfortably close to her in the library (laughs) he got all close to her face and he was like I need to talk to you so it just seemed weird and uh at this this is the point where I was like this episode is really fucked up (laughs) yeah this is actually okay so this dream I still think that Giles' dream is sadder than this dream. Um, but <laughs> I will say that this is really fucked up. And it's basically, yeah, so the dad, her dad says that he talked to him in private and he takes her outside and sits her on a bench. And he basically just says everything that, like, a 10-year-old would think that their dad would say about, <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know, me and mom's divorce, like, it was because of you and just like imagine how hard it is to like have to hang out with you all the time (laughs) and (laughs) like you suck you suck and having you raising you do you know what that's like uh lol (laughs) and I'm and also he was just like oh yeah like I don't like hanging out with you so like let's not hang out anymore and Buffy is like obviously like crying the whole time and after he's done, he just, like, leaves. He's just like, okay, good talk. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it was so fucked up. It was just, like, um, compared to the other dreams we say, see that, like, end this episode, it was like, wow, this is very, very fucking after-school special intense, for sure. Too intense. 
Yes. Oh, dude, yes. And then he literally says that she is blubbery. He was like, can you not be so blubbery? I feel like with Buffy's interaction with and around her dad, that was one of the big ones that I felt like that um, essential need thing really came up where it's like, dude, obviously her dad has no communication with her and like abandoned her and is never around. So it would make sense that she is not feeling heard by her dad and her needs are not being met there. I feel like that was that was what originally made me go back and be like oh shit maybe this will show up more in the episode but I think maybe it's actually just that this is an episode where we learned that Buffy's dad abandoned her after <laughs> like a nightmare where it happens <laughs> it actually happens dude and when he leaves you like see the boy watching in the background so you know as if it needs to be confirmed that like I feel like the sh- the producers really needed to be like okay like this scenario is like such a real scenario that happens like every day like we need to make it clear that this is a dream totally. <laughs> and not actually happening to this character right now <laughs> yes yes yeah dude, okay, super fucked then... up. <laughs> and he definitely like saunters away like with his hands in his pockets like not a Karen in the world he's like oh like he's about to go to like his other secret family that he's (laughs) had this whole time he's like finally got that off my chest dude um but then we are back with Willow and they're in the library and she finally fucking connects everything dude (laughs) (laughs) and it's so funny because it's like Giles Giles without the ability to do research in his books so when they ask him like how is it that Billy is bringing these nightmares to reality he just says things like that are easy when you live on the hell mouth that's, <laughs> it, dude. that's the whole explanation of this entire episode it's like hell mouth I don't know <laughs> fuck you you <laughs> live on a fucking hell mouth this is just gonna happen all the time that's all you get Giles can't read no book to just open up immediately find the answer in dude so casper is basically freddy krueger at this point right (laughs) yeah and then we get a pan to cordelia and she is looking at herself in the mirror in her locker classic by the way (laughs) and just screams because her hair is hella frizzy it looks like Anne Hathaway in Princess Diaries before the makeover and she fucking is not cool with it, dude. And she's like, and she tries to comb it and it breaks the comb. Totally. But Classic. it just made the sound of breaking the comb, but actually none of the teeth of the comb were broken with the hand <laughs> to it. <laughs> it's like, a dream, Dan. It's a yeah, dream. Totally. Come on. <laughs> dude and then it like pans back to Buffy and it's just like the saddest piano music and she's like walking by herself despondently <laughs> with her hands in her pockets she leaves, she leaves. she's taking she's a so moment sad, to process to, that she's finally realizing she's the reason her parents split up give her a second <laughs> yeah dude and then all of a sudden <laughs> this fucking dude comes the huge guy comes and fucking bitch slaps Buffy <laughs> with his club hand dude he has like a normal hand with fingers yeah. and then he has like a club hand which hangs way lower so it's not even like 
his it's not even like a stub like he lost his hand it is a literal club it's like <laughs> or something yeah, like boomstick style and he's fucking slaps puppy yeah it was too he fun. fucking he punches her in the face with the club he like smacks <laughs> her down and billy's like it's the ugly man yeah, the- it is. <laughs> he wants to kill me he called he calls me lucky 19 yeah it's getting an icky feeling at this point too <laughs> yeah know? definitely yeah dude second john wayne gacy vibe okay tell us icky about icky adult man starting to feel predatory to a young mm. boy vibe it's not as extreme as the first one but i'm calling you <laughs> listeners no, it will have the tweet. same vibe. He literally at me. He has a nickname. At us if you think we're wrong. Yeah, it's definitely uncomfortable, though. Yeah, you can follow out. us on Twitter at Slayer Layer Pod. Slayer Layer Pod, y'all. It's real. It tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. It actually exists. Go <laughs> okay. check it out. At us, I guess. Please retweet. Please retweet. <laughs> so um, um, we have uh, so my partner Dan called the club hand guy a Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. He that is what he looks like. He's a shovel face, like weird fucking unit. He looks like what it looks like when two kids stand on top of each other with like a trench coat on. <laughs> like so fucked up like yeah. fucked up and scary looking yeah dude oh my god um, dude okay so now we have three okay now we're gonna have three things that are happening at the same time which we like are realized quickly they're like three different nightmares that are happening so we have buffy who is getting totally bitch slapped and bodied by the scary ugly man she ends up blocking him in a gym because he's too strong to fight. She can't even fight him. And Billy says we have to hide from him because, like, he says that's how it works. Like, yeah. when we hide and he comes, like, that's just his existence, I guess. Meanwhile, Willow goes into the scary boiler room. Oh, yeah, she hears basement. her name. It's a, yeah, from name. the basement. Like, the yeah. door is closed and he, she hears Willow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, she and she walks down to the basement and a hand grabs her and she finds herself backstage of a performance that she hasn't rehearsed for in like a geisha outfit <laughs> in like a weird yeah it's a weird outfit she's pushed on stage and her partner is an amazing opera singer dude it's a guy who's actually pretty good and he's singing opera italian opera and she doesn't know any of the words and so her worst fear is like stage fright seems yeah like, is what she's experiencing and, and she it's not that she can't sing opera it's that she no. doesn't know the words <laughs> and her voice is trash yeah <laughs> that's her nightmare <laughs> and then meanwhile xander he walks into some wing of the school that's like under construction <laughs> that's under construction slash also has swastikas spray painted on totally. the wall did you see that Dude, yeah. yes and it's never addressed well no. okay, but earlier in the episode when xander was saying that oh. he's like not afraid of spiders he was like i mean i'm not afraid of spiders calling over, over my face now nazis on the other hand oh. totally oh. yeah but then like 
no Nazis show up. I know, dude. I don't know. It's just, I think that that is where it comes from. But dude, yeah. So Xander's in this weird, creepy, like plastic draping everywhere (laughs) part of the school, (laughs) which, okay. Also, I feel like, okay. So I think that the reason that there's this crazy construction part of the school is because Principal Snyder, the like no nonsense principal who's new, his worst nightmare is all of the crazy money that would be spent on all the <laughs> that would be happening at the school, dude. And so he manifested that, which is why okay. that is there, dude. That's, and then, that's amazing. So, yeah, and so Good Xander catch. is like eating these chocolate bars. And he's fine. They're obviously it's dropped in a Hansel and Gretel. Yes, dude, he super and gets following it. <laughs> yes. He falls for it hard. He fully fucking falls for it. And he's like, ooh, chocolate. And he, and he eats it. He's like, ooh, piece of chocolate. Yeah. And, I mean, they are sealed. They're sealed. They like, are sealed. Yeah. It's like a chocolate. It's Hershey a bar. bar. It's Dude, a at one bar. point, he has a Carmelo wrapper. Oh, damn. Okay. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Okay, okay. It is getting to be that time of year where we can get some Carmelos in our, our Halloween yeah. retreating baskets <laughs> dude so he fucking follows the trail of candy and he finds a killer clown gets with the clown listeners. <laughs> that's number three number three y'all <laughs> so tell us vibes. tell us the history of the killer clown and the john wayne uh, the john wayne gacy vibes Okay, dude. So yeah, I got really excited because I was just listening to another podcast about killer clowns. Um, it was You're Wrong About. Follow us back. You're wrong about. You're so amazing. We love you. Um, yeah, dude. It was about killer clowns and they were talking about John Wayne Gacy and how the media hella picked up on the fact that he was a clown, that he would like go into like hospitals and he would go as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown and like like work with kids and try to cheer them up. And they tr- hella tried to make that like part of his serial killer gig. Like that's how he lured the young men and young boys that he eventually like sodomized and murdered over 33 known young men. Um, they tried to make it out like he was using the clown costume, but not even true. He genuinely just liked being a clown. And he lured all of his victims in by telling them that he had work for them as in like a construction site, which is fucking crazy. But they painted him as the original killer clown. And that's when like Stephen King's It came out after John Wayne Gacy and fucking um, he was, he like died in a correctional center in Illinois in 1994. And this episode came out in 1997. So it is like totally feasible that Xander's nightmare clown could have been fueled by just like John Wayne Gacy fear. But you, also clowns are terrifying. Do you guys do you guys ship Pennywise and Babadook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I feel like Pennywise is like he definitely has a badunkadunk, dude, you know? Like <laughs> And then I think that Babadook is totally like fancy, like, right? Yeah, dude, totally. And he kind of has these like femme vibes, you know? Like I think that- there's a lot of amazing 
erotic gay Babadook Pennywise fanfic that I would recommend to all the listeners. Wow, cool. <laughs> and yeah. it's totally a trend that I stand and I fucking love it. Speaking of killer clones, topical. Oh. <laughs> Dude, so John Wayne Gacy's ghost, aka Pennywise, aka Babadook, they are running after Xander and Zan, you know, chasing Xander with a knife, obviously with a creepy laugh. As Xander's running, he runs into Willow and Giles, and they all run out of the school, looking around them, kind of realizing like that shit is hitting the fan. There's like it's like a very dreamy, like soft focus, like camera. The lighting is fucking weird. You know how like your dreams, like the weird it's like the world just like looks like the world but not really it's like kind of the vibe that they were trying to create i feel like with these like last scenes of this episode um and so buffy is with casper and (laughs) they're running right because that's kind of what he said that they need to do and she's like i need to find my friends and she tries to take him through some halfway or whatever and she's like oh i thought this led to the library and and then all of a sudden in the background you see club hand just like randomly beating <laughs> down some like rando student just like in the middle of the day outside just like ah. <laughs> fucking wailing oh. on yeah exactly and oh wait no like, dude just a side note, as they're like hanging out together, running from club hand, the kid sees these people playing baseball. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> yeah, it's so fucked. Uh, he's he's talking, super sad about it. He's, he's so like, sad about it. Sadly watching the baseball players. He's like, wait, why are you sad? He's like, when you lose, bad things happen to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so at this point, creepy. I'm like, Billy gets beat by his dad. Me too. Oh, Me too. Totally. I immediately was like, his dad beat him up. For yeah, sure. That was the first place. Dude. For sure. Yeah. Just to like lighten up the conversation a little bit, um, Buffy's top in this outfit, <laughs> is it or is it not this Ipsy bag? Oh that my I God. Got? Okay, <laughs> listeners. Christy <laughs> is holding up an Ipsy bag, right? Sponsorship. This episode Sponsorship. brought to you by Ipsy. 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 Enter Slayer Layer for 10% off. Um, <laughs> it is a three panel. It's like it's like blue, light, baby blue, and then super like light blue, like silvery, like, you know, cornflower silvery. blue. Yeah, and that is literally her shirt. Holy yeah, literally her then, shirt, dude. So that's her shirt, and it's almost like a pleathery material, and it's like just um, like that bag. Yeah, and then it has it's like sleeveless but high collared, and then she has like a baby blue like pleathery jacket that goes over it sometimes with buttons that she like sometimes wears and sometimes doesn't throughout. The- <laughs> so that's exciting <laughs> yeah i was so we get we get the yeah we get the weird reference by the kid we're all put off by it um they get to the graveyard and that's where they run into the master dude actually okay hold on that when they're talking by the baseball field is when she's like yeah aren't you lucky 19 and he's like that's what he used to call me like that's kind of all he says about it and And then uh, runs away he's like i don't want to talk about this totally (laughs) and then yes then they run and then all of a sudden they're in the graveyard and it's at night right yeah it's all of a sudden night and that's and actually uh how the gang ends up finding them later because they see like a weird area of like a graveyard across the street that where it's nighttime (laughs) 
<laughs> even though it's like daytime in the rest of the world um but that's where they run into the master and the master totally fucking smashes on buffy and throws her in a dug up grave and starts to like bury her alive Dude, um and yeah. while he's doing it he's like a dream is a wish your heart makes. yeah which was such an awesome fucking drop dude <laughs> and yeah but it was it was really cool because he was like i'm you know she kind of freaks out like how can you be up here you can't be free and he's like no i'm not free i'm here because um like of your fear like this is your fear and that's why i'm here because you've like manifested me so is he actually there or is he actually physically down in the hellmouth because he's still trapped and this is like a secondary his asteroid body yeah is there oh like are you saying is buffy dreaming him or is he projecting himself into her dream well he's it's like she's the like the dream world and waking world is kind of blurred right like inception i guess (laughs) right like everything is happening at at once and so even though she's dreaming it's still really happening um so okay so he might i uh but he can only be there because she it's her fear and because of like whatever this thing that's happening that billy's doing it's making it so that people's fears are becoming reality um but yeah that's a tough that's a tough one because at the beginning of the episode he says there's something going on up there like he feels like this is a time that he can show up not like He's like, how can I take advantage? He's being manifested. Although I could see it going either way because he already was part of her original bad dream. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's totally not even there. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode when, you know, they finally like lift the nightmare, does he just disappear? Like, does that totally disappear? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They don't really, yeah, they definitely don't make that clear. That's a good, that's a good question though. Dude, so she buffy is buried alive um yeah it's really scary (laughs) it's very scary she's screaming and pounding on the coffin like the whole fucking time um once she's finally in the ground the gang shows up and they see her grave dude but i thought giles couldn't read so all of a sudden he just sees the tombstone and it's like buffy summer and says the date and he can he's like she i was her you know, she was my responsibility and gets all saddy pants, but no one reads it out loud. So That's true. <laughs> but Good do you point. think if you saw your name written somewhere, you would recognize the symbols if you couldn't at this point? Like if you lost ability to read, would you recognize the shape that your name made? Like, or words that you saw all the time? Like, how does that work? I don't know, dude, exactly. <laughs> maybe it's like by recognition. Like, he can't read a book, but he knows what Buffy's like. Like, he knows, yeah. <laughs> maybe it was like, maybe it's just out of context. Like, everyone else stopped at that tombstone and like stared at it. So he's probably like, and like, Buffy's the only one not there. Totally. So probably, like, well, and it's like a fresh mound of dirt. <laughs> Yes, totally. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Buffy, it's her tombstone, which uh, they obviously do not make them that fast. It takes like months. So. <laughs> they had it ordered already, dude. 
<laughs> they're waiting to kill her this whole time they're just it's waiting he quickly, chiseled, like, <laughs> he quickly chiseled he has 19.9 and then he just chisels whatever year he finally does it <laughs> just like one number yeah you're so right yeah yeah, um, but thank God Buffy pops up, but dude, she has a vampire face. The vampire face is so scary. And she's, she's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. That she is a fucking slayer vampire who is created by the master. Like, if this universe had remained what it was, she would have been the baddest of the baddie fucking yeah, vampire dude and, and it would have been she, pretty awesome she could have fucked of... angel with no guilt i that's the first how are you not like that like, real quick for just yeah. dude yeah yeah and guy, okay dude. so listeners since the last episode because we're still in quarantine i have watched all of the twilight movies i've never had seen them before <laughs> And so I know for a fact that if she fucked Angel before being a vampire, he would shred her pussy. Oh, (laughs) he would absolutely shred. Holy shit! In Twilight, he literally is afraid to fuck her because he could fuck her to death. Because because vampires are super strong. I mean, also, isn't he like a hundred years old and she's like fifteen? They totally gloss over that. They're like, (laughs) they're like, I died when I was fifteen. Exactly, exactly. They're like, I'm (laughs) seventeen. I'm forever seventeen. So it's not weird. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Anyway, dude. Okay, so when they're like, when Buffy first comes out with her vamp face, and they are like, oh my god, Buffy, your face. She like touches it, and I feel like it's that moment when you're like, "Oh my god, did I forget to moisturize?" <laughs> I feel like that's the vibes she's giving me, dude. <laughs> terror, the terror. Yeah, it's Jen's nightmare. screen, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So they are like, "Fuck this! This is a, we're not totally. We're having a a bad time." Like, yeah. we need to go and wake Billy the fuck up. Totally. This is not working. <laughs> this isn't working. And waking up is the only, uh, Billy is the only idea Giles has because he can't fucking read. So yeah. he's just like, let's just go wake this bitch up. Totally. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of this. So they go to the hospital and they run into that same HIPAA violating doctor and he's just walking around saying, my hands. <laughs> Dude, also, there's zombies. You know? There's also oh, zombies. Okay. Like, that's what hospital workers would be afraid of, apparently. I mean, fuck fucking yeah, zombies. dude. That'd be the worst place to be. Yeah, fucking totally. Dude, dude and then and so <laughs> they get there, and they're like, what should we do? And Giles is just like, hey, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> In his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, Billy. Fucking wake up now. <laughs> You've done this long enough. Coma over. <laughs> dude and so well doing that actually worked because all of a sudden billy's <laughs> asteroid projected ghost body is in the room he's like no and that's when the ugly man shows up dude yeah he's like walking down the hallway with his club hand just like woo, woo, coming <laughs> for them dude it's pretty scary it's fucking <laughs> hella scary but buffy is fucking ready this time she has a vampire face She's had a hard day, man. This has been shit. And so she ends up beating the fuck out of the ugly man. Yeah, dude. And honestly, every single time the club, like, so when he hits something with his club hand, it makes an amazing sound effect. Yeah. Every time it made me laugh. I just couldn't help. It, oh my God. 
it was like the old school Street Fighter game where she's like, whoosh, 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 and like a thunk. Oh my gosh. This is also the part where I wrote down the sounds like Jen did at the beginning of the episode. And mine is like a literal bullet point that says, lucky 19. So that's what, it, that's what it sounded like, listeners. You're basically watching the episode right now. <laughs> Dude, but Buffy, she beats him into submission, and then she's like, hey, Billy, you want a piece of this? <laughs> she's like, finish him. <laughs> dude, she wants him to heal his trauma. She's like, dude, come heal I your know trauma. I know it'll help. Do some violence. <laughs> working this year. <laughs> but that's not really what he does, though, you know? No. He rips he... his face off, dude. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he rips his face off. Then, and it, like, uh, rips open a dimension of reality. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, like, pretty intense through it. Yeah, then all of a sudden, they're in the hospital. It's daytime. It's all bright. They're in different outfits. Um, It's... Yeah, it's <laughs> Buffy's face is back to normal. She's not vamped out anymore, thank God, because it's yeah. really fucking sunny in there, dude. And, and fucking Billy, he wakes up and he's like, I had the strangest dream. <laughs> yes, dude. And I don't know you, and somehow you were in my dream. And this is totally not ex- the Hellmouth. We live on the dude, Hellmouth. Yeah, just on the Hellmouth. It's fine. <laughs> this is fine. Don't question it fine so we realized that this whole episode we were we in his dream were they in his dream or was he dreaming his dreams were projected onto reality um or was it an inception like they were in his dream their nightmares were happening in his nightmare I'm not sure. So when they come out of reality, like Xander isn't like none of them were in their clothes anymore. They're wearing the clothes they were wearing at the beginning of the episode before any of this stuff went down. So maybe so a day I'm hasn't even sure gone by. If, like the things that I they I don't know if it happened or if it didn't happen, dude. I'm not sure. But what really confuses me is when then like this man comes in and he's like Billy. <laughs> you know, I've, I've come to see him every day. And Buffy's just like, well, he fucking woke up. <laughs> I'm his baseball coach. <clears throat> he's like, he's my lucky 19, dude. Is it weird <laughs> that I think it's more fucked up that it's a baseball coach than his dad? <laughs> okay, dude. Also, is the club hand. A ba- it's, a, it's a baseball bat for sure. Right. Wait, so he beat the kid with a baseball bat? I don't know, dude. That's what I feel like happened. But then they just, like, let him go. No, he goes to jail. He does. Yeah, they grab him. Okay, good. They grab him because they realize he's the ugly man as soon as he says that weird lucky 19 thing. Buffy gets, like, a fucking look on her face like, uh, you are going to get killed in jail by all the prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, and they basically stop him from leaving, and then it's like that, and that, and that's like the resolution. It's like the episode ends with them back at school being like, "So glad that guy is gonna go to jail." Phew. Let's okay, cool. Forget all about this. <laughs> Billy's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Totally. 
that poor like, kid. Yeah, and that was like that was the end. That was literally it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Except then it ends in this like really weird part where Xander says that he was like still into Buffy with her vamp face. And then yeah. like that it has. Had it to was, end on that note. It mm-hmm. was a bad yeah. This I don't like this episode. I did <laughs> not like scary. this episode. It was like definitely scary. It was one of the scarier ones, but not like jump scary. You know, just like sad and uncomfortable yeah, scary. It was, yeah, it definitely like got at my core. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one, we got yeah. to double digit epies, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. 10th episode. 10th yeah. episode, listeners. Well, damn. Yeah. Sorry to, to leave you on that note, listeners. I hope you guys all like learned a little about yourself looked inside examined your own traumas and tweet us faced your, your fears worst tweet us your worst nightmare tweet us your worst nightmare <laughs> tweet us your unresolved traumas yeah at slayer tell us all about it have very pod slayer layer pod on twitter yeah all right everyone well thanks for tuning in and see you next week bye fan gang bye this episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and Jen Rath. It was edited by Jen Rath. Our theme music is by Daniel Nico and James Bassa. Thanks everyone for listening.